on this episode, we just fire up the recorder and start talking about how opposites really do attract, at least in our case. We also look at some of the feedback we got from our last episode, particularly some conversations that have come up in one of our marriage groups. And we goof around because we actually had a quiet moment. Get ready. Life in the Cloud starts right now. Okay, we're back. Carlton usually does the intro, so I'm just going to say that this is an impromptu Life in the Clouds recording because I was just bringing up an observation for Carlton and he grabbed a a quick recorder device that we don't usually use. Because there's always technology somewhere. Exactly, so we just grabbed this and hit record, and so welcome to the show. So, what I was saying was, we're having some scheduling challenges for tomorrow morning, right? And so in this situation, Carlton is going to be at home in the morning and I've got to get a little bit to a um, doctor's appointment, right? So the reaction for Carlton of like kind of taking over the morning and being here for the morning to get, you know, one of them on the bus and the other to sit her, he's like, oh, I'm just going to be sitting around all morning. Oh, it's so much to just sit around. Like, And he doesn't like to sit around, and neither do I. So I was making an observation, you know, high level of the reactions to the situation, right? So mornings for me, I don't, there is no sit around. Like if I had to do something, I'm just sitting around. I just would not have that reaction. But for him, it's, oh, I'm sitting around. And I thought that was very interesting because it's so completely opposite of my experience so but that's I guess what I, so again it was just at a high level not that I'm yeah yeah you yeah. need to find you don't need to find something to do you don't it's just that you your view of it is like I'm just gonna be sitting around and I'm like I don't have that in the morning no matter who's here there is no I'm just sitting around well okay so a couple things so number one you know this was my role for a very long time correct so the mornings were my thing correct. And so the difference between the way that I did mornings and the way you did mornings is is very different Mm -hmm. because you are a very hands-on morning person. (laughs) You have a desire to see things done a certain way. (laughs) And you have uh, children that have their own way of doing things, which, and I apologize for the noise, but... You have children who also would like to do things in a way, in a certain way. And so there's always a conflict because your children will move slow or too fast and miss things, right? Uh, and that is incredibly frustrating to you. Yes. And so that's the reason why you have so much to do in the morning because you like have to manage mm-hmm. all of the various people who are doing things. Right. Whereas when I was doing the mornings, I wasn't really that concerned about much of the minutia <laughs> of the morning because I had 
pretty much train the children sure. that there were certain things that had to That's get done. Right. Those things had to get done. If they didn't get done, there was no real consequence. The thing just didn't get done. So if you're, you didn't take the time to make sure that your hair was properly moisturized or the edges were properly brushed, <laughs> then you went out of the house looking like a goofball because I know as your, as your heart starts like your heart beating so hard and Yes, your children. There were mornings where your children went out of the house looking like. Oh no! When I saw them in the afternoon, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They would go out of the house looking like, um, looking like trash. In my, in in your opinion, like I didn't think anybody ever looked really bad, but because of that, mornings were always really boring for me, because all I was really doing was waiting for them to do something, Mm -hmm. right. And so I filled my morning with stuff, right? I was working from home at the time, so, you know, I had work. Like, I could fill the time with stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm in an office, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. There's no work from home option. So I'm just kind of like, oh, what do I do? But there's, like, so much every morning. No, to no, do. no, there isn't. There's so many options. No, really, there isn't. <laughs> no, really, there isn't. No, there Cause aren't. See, because, see, you look at the morning as a time to get started on minute tasking. Yes. Like, I, that's not how I, my day is done. So, you get your major muscle movements out of the way in the morning. You get what? your most... No. No, you're missing my point. Huh. I get <laughs> the most important things done in the morning so I can focus the end of the day on the minute tasking. So, if you think about it this way. You're like trying to get lunches ready in the morning. That's You're correct. like trying to pack bags in the morning. That's minutia. I don't do that in the morning. I do that at night when my energy is low and I have no juice left. I can pack a lunch, gotcha. right? But if I burn my energy like on minutia and stuff that I don't want to do, which is taxing, right? Doing stuff that's so... For those of you who are listening, right, as Deidre tries to, you know, break a bowl here in the kitchen, um, doing things that you don't like to do or operating in your areas of weakness take more energy than operating in your areas of strength. So it's better, you know, from a coaching perspective, right, it's better for you to attack the things that you have the most energy and effectiveness in mm-hmm. when you have the most energy. Yes. If you wait until the end of the day and then you try and operate in your strengths when you have very little energy you are going to it's not going to be as effective so first thing in the morning is when I do my writing it's when I do my you know when I get to the office it's like there's tasks to be done programming programs to be written emails to be responded to and I top load my morning with those things but because of the whole office situation I can't do that now. Sure. So I'm here and I'm like, well, I want to do the things that matter mm-hmm. and I can't. Got it. Right? And then my children are now older than when they were before. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were smaller and I was here, like I had to make breakfast and I had to, mm-hmm. inter- you know, do goofy things to like sure. entertain them. And so then, you know, that was a little more activity. Mm-hmm. But now it's like the kid knows how to cook breakfast. Mm-hmm. The kid knows how to brush her teeth and do all her other things, you know, and, the, you know, from the babies is different, but mm-hmm. for the most part, they're 
easy yeah. too. I, I, so I, I just, it's, it's, there's it a difference. Just, it's, it's a difference. Phenomenally, a fundamental it's phenomenally difference. different. It is it's a fundamental just, difference between you and I. Sitting around. Yeah, a fundamental difference between you and I. Yes. And it's one of those things that we have to remember, um, you know, because you, you, we critique each other, yeah. like, you know, as, as, as married people, right, yeah. as people in relationships, we tend to critique our spouse, our partner, based on ourselves. Yes. And so then you can get frustrated. Yes. Because it's like, well, why aren't you getting this thing done quickly? Mm-hmm. When it's like, well, but that's probably not your spouse's or your partner's that strength. so true. Um, and so you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. Yes. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a very interesting observation. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, this is life in the clouds. Um, don't really have any idea what, what to talk about, but I'll say this. Thanks for I'm all of the... to say. It's just not positive. Right <laughs> Thanks for all of the feedback from uh, our last episode where we talked a little bit about... Um, 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 talked about sex, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of feedback, and surprisingly enough, a lot of people downloaded that particular episode. Of course, there was a lot of activity around nice. that one, which is surprising to me. Um, mm-hmm. But we had a lot of fun doing it. So yeah. thanks to everybody who uh, sent some notes and high fives and whatnot mm-hmm. um, about that particular episode. So what would I think? Well, so I here here's how I can reframe. The situation that we're in, which mm-hmm. I've been working on reframing uh, a lot of things because I just don't like lots of different things about lots of different things right now. Um, so what are two things? This usually people say, what are three things that you're such a song? Is that like just three things that what? Anyway, I'm just saying like people would usually say, what are three things that so and so so and so? Why is it three? Why not just two? Uh, because you usually don't hit your stride until you get to the third one. Okay, well, because the first one is hard to pull out, okay. and so it usually you're grasping at straws. Yes. The second one is usually a bit of the first, but mm-hmm. then by the time you get to the third one and anything after that, sure. you're like really in a groove Got and it. flowing. So let's discuss among us the three the three things that we are learning by selling our house. Huh. Okay, so I'll start with an easy one. I'm learning that I'm not as patient as I once was. <laughs> okay. Um, that's one thing that I'm learning. So are we elaborating on that or are we just listing them? Feel free. Um, so I'm learning that I just don't have the patience for for this activity. Okay. Um, in that I am, I just find myself getting very frustrated with the process sure. of trying to sell your house. Sure. Um, because, and normally again, this used to be our life, right? Like mortgages and, Mm -hmm. you know, financial stuff. And like, this used Mm -hmm. to be the life for us. Um, but it's just very frustrating being in this particular position where we are ready to move. Mm -hmm. We've found a house, Mm -hmm. um, and we've now gone through three, we're on the third buyer, Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, well, I say three because we've had three offers. I see what you're right. Sure, sure, so sure. we're on our third buyer, third offer. Okay, we'll say third offer, and the requests that are coming from these buyers seem incredibly unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I mean, I get it. If this, you know, you're buying a house is a very big investment mm -hmm. for you, and so you want to make sure that you maximize um, what you get out of the of this transaction, because mm -hmm. you only you'll only do this particular transaction one time. Mm -hmm. So whatever you leave on the table, you leave on the table. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of at opposing moments where mm -hmm. we have a specific thing that we need to get out of this property. And the person who's coming in has a specific need for mm -hmm. what they want mm -hmm. us to put out sure. and give to them in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, buying the house. And I'm getting frustrated because it seems as if we're supposed to uh, bend mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. and no one really has any real consideration for us. Mm -hmm. But they don't have to mm -hmm. because on their end, right? It's mm -hmm. their transaction. They have they they should they should be selfish, mm -hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. And but we're being told that we should be flexible. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, am I really in the position that I have to be flexible? Like, do I really have to leave? Mm -hmm. No, we could live here, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Like we could continue to live in this house. Mm -hmm. It would be uncomfortable, but we mm -hmm. could continue to live here. And mm -hmm. so do we do like the, the couple that we went to go see that um, had that one house that's been on the market on and off for a really yeah. long time, October, sure. right? And they've been, they've only lowered the price like $5,000, mm -hmm. you know, like some small mm -hmm. amount sure. on a really expensive house, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, well, maybe they just don't, it doesn't matter to them. They can just keep paying the mortgage mm -hmm. and they're like, we need this particular sure. number before we get out. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm trying to be nice because I want my wife and my daughters um, to be able to stretch the stretch out a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, whereas we can't stretch out a little bit now. Sure. So I'm just getting frustrated, yeah. and I'm finding that I have less patience. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll hit the the next one is very similar to this one, um, in that um, I am being reminded. That, uh, what am I, it's just like, what am I, what have I learned? I was going to make a statement. Mm -hmm. That's not really what I've learned. Mm -hmm. So what I'm learning is that people don't put as much effort and energy into their craft mm -hmm. as I think they, sh as I, as I would, mm -hmm. or as I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is another one of those point my fingers in, not out. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just remembering how I worked with my clients Mm -hmm. And how I bent over backwards for my clients. And I'm just seeing that other people don't treat their clients the way that I treated my clients. Mm -hmm. And that's very frustrating to me as well. Because I'm like, I would never tell my client that they misunderstood what I was saying. Mm -hmm. You know, I take that L because that's, you mm -hmm. know, how you... That's what you're paid to do. Right. Well, I don't even know if it's I that's what I don't it, even right. know if that's I don't mean it that I, I didn't wouldn't mean say, it. I didn't yeah. mean it. I, didn't I don't mean it. I don't look I never looked at it as I'm being paid to take the L, mm -hmm. right? But if I'm trying to build a relationship, mm -hmm. then telling the client that they made a that they made a mistake mm -hmm. is not really valuable. Like sure. what's what's the upside mm -hmm. in telling them they made a mistake? Mm -hmm. Now you can educate them, um, but I would never I would never mm -hmm. tell my client that oh, they, sure. you know, misunderstood. When we're smart enough to know that we didn't misunderstand something because it was written. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Um, yeah. And uh, and then the third one uh, is just in terms of the selling the house thing is that uh, 
I didn't realize that I really wanted to move until we found a house. Mm-hmm. So if you had said to me before we found a house that we really liked, um, you know, how excited are you about finding another house? I'd have been like, I don't need to move. Like, I'm, I'm content. I'm happy right here. Mm-hmm. But now that we've found a place mm-hmm. that we feel like would work for us, you know, and meets a lot of the criteria that we need. And I actually get a little bit of space sure. for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually excited about the prospect right. of having um, a new home. Mm-hmm. So, those three things. Nice. Gotcha. How about you? Um, I think I've learned that timing is important. Okay. And so, but, and at the same time, there is no way to really pick a perfect time. But... So timing is important, like time in the market, right? In terms of understanding what the housing market is doing, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera, number one. And then number two, emotionally timing for your family, mm. the timing of a change for your family, right? So I look back and I'm like, okay, I should have tried to perse- persevere through the third pregnancy, right? And like, let's move. But the idea of that was just like so much. I just couldn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But really that's what should have happened. Like, we should have moved. Yeah, we should have kept going. We should have kept before he got here. We put the house on the market after he got here. He was three, four months old. Right. We should have been on the market when we found out we were expecting him. Right after that. We should have pushed forward to do it then. Did because we have that conversation then? We we talked. We was like, well, mm-hmm. right. And so. Huh. But but and okay. the reason why I say that is because it's less people to move, <laughs> right? It's less coordination when it comes to settlement. Yes. Moving. Mm-hmm. What are we doing in the interim, right? It's less people to worry about. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And now, and then okay, so then we had the market. He's three, four months old, and then oh, well, no, sorry, he's seven months old, and um, no, 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 he was three or four months old when we started talking about. Yeah, and then we didn't do it until that next year. Well, so anyway, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we had it on the market, and we were moving forward, and then we found out we were expecting again. Mm -hmm. So, but that again, timing wise, should have pushed through that too. Less people to move. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. You know, just from because I'm looking at oh, you know, then you have to have certain things set up so you kind of don't disrupt their schedule too much, right? So again, but just from an emotional perspective, being able to you know navigate through that. And seeing, I'm sorry, timing and emotions, seeing, um, you know, those two things together. Learn that. Number two, I said this to my middle child on our way back from the middle school registration because she saw someone walking in front. Some high schoolers were in front of us walking. Mm-hmm. And she said something and I, it was something about one of the girl's hair or what they were wearing or something. Um and I can't remember exactly what I said. I think it was about the color of the girl's hair because it was purple. Mm-hmm. It was like dark purple and then got lighter as it got to the ends. And so, you know, our child said, I want to dye my hair purple. No, you're not doing that. I said, you could get a purple highlight. Would you not, not your whole head? Well, why? Mm-mm, no. And then she proceeded to say, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover. And we tell our children this. But it's a lie. <laughs> who who tells said, their children that? Everybody. We say that all the time. We say it at school. I don't you say You can't it. judge a book by its cover. When you're selling your house, your house is being judged by the cover. 
<laughs> okay? I'm serious. Sure. So I've learned, like, it's like, it's somewhat of a lie that we perpetuate onto these kids. Like, oh, you know, it's all about what's on the inside. And, and it is, right? It is all about, but from a real estate perspective, right? There's like, oh, we don't like the look of this or the look of that. And I've realized the perception of what could possibly be an issue is also what is being looked at, right? In terms of what's what you actually are physically seeing with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in the home inspections, it's like, well, these are potential issues that we want taken care of before. It's not an issue. It's a potential issue with any house that you could have this or that, and there could be a leak here or there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's an issue with any house. Yep. When there's no evidence, no current evidence, and since we've been here, right, we, we have not experienced these potential issues. So I walked, you know, we walked away from the, after the um first home inspection, I'm like, well, my house is going to fall apart. Like, <laughs> I you know, know? You walk, we no, read no, the report no, and the it's best just one. like, oh, I didn't know what, all this was wrong. No, the best one was when I, I told, I told the, um, I told our realtor, I said, um, our children have drowned <laughs> because every person who's come through the house has talked about how we have water in the basement. Th- we have water in our basement. But I have two children that live in the basement and they're down there all the time. And I'm like, well, obviously they've drowned. That's why we haven't seen them mm-hmm. because they're underwater floating mm-hmm. right now, um, which has been hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that and that, those are the big two things. And then, you know, just the fact that you talk about patience of, you know, people honing their craft, the, the buyers <laughs> themselves are just not, edu- I feel like they're not educated. Like realtors and buyers right now, I just feel like, what what are y'all doing? Like, what is happening? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, what what are y'all doing? Are you looking at the pictures before you make these showing appointments? Like, really looking at the pictures. But see, this is me. That's that's what I do, right? I'm not going to a house if I don't completely like all the pictures online. And I'm judging the book by its cover. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't have time. Right. Right? I don't have time for that. I'm looking at every single picture. And if there's something that pops up that's an issue, no. We're not going. I'm looking at the countertops, the counter space. Mm, I'm not going. And I remember our old realtor would say, well, you can't really tell. Yes, I can. I can count the cabinets and I can tell <laughs> that that kitchen is not big enough. All I have to do is count the cabinets. That's all I have to do. Boom. I didn't waste my time. Right. So, but every, maybe, you know, maybe people don't have time to do that. They don't really know what they're looking for or they don't, you know what I mean? And so that's been for me, the impatient part of, I'm like, why did you get like the hill? Yeah. Why, why did you look at our why house? Why did you come here? Yeah. Our house sits on a hill, guys. We're on a hill. We're, the pictures we're, we're, yeah. clearly display yeah. the hill. Why are you here? Yes. If you don't want a hill. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. understand. I just don't understand. Yeah. Or you're like, let me just see if I can make it work. Because I've done that a couple times. See if I can make it work. And see, I learned my lesson last time. No, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. not going to see if I can make something work. But this, again, is in the context of we got four kids and I'm like compressed for, I felt compressed for time. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to find something that I can just, let, let's go. Let's move. Right. Yeah. That we can just go. So that that's also a factor. But so maybe people just have more time now. They can just peruse and window shop. Yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know. So, so yeah. Yeah, those are all. Those mm-hmm. are all. Because I was on my um, device here trying to find 
there was a uh, conversation that was happening in one of my marriage groups, and I wanted to bring it up, but I can't find it now. Oh, okay. So I gotcha. had to let that go. One interesting um, thing uh, to bring up from our last episode, we were talking about sex um, for the husbands. In one of the um, marriage groups that I'm in, um, the husband and wife were complaining about, um, we had talked about frequency last time mm-hmm. and, you know, having a number that you want to hit and, and, and like what happens when those expectations aren't met. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we'd kind of stereotype that conversation where the husband is really desirous, but you're right. The wife, there are times you know, the wife is, you know, not right. But in this particular case, and in a lot of the cases that we were dealing with over the last maybe month or so, um, in the marriage group, um, the husbands are the ones that are on the lower libido side mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Wow. Right. And that's a challenge for most guys, you know, because in your brain, you know, you have this stereotype of the ever suffering husband who is always wanting to have sex, but the wife is not. And so how do you counsel a wife? Uh, when you are like, you're like, well, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, so, so some of the stuff that came up during the conversation, um, for if there are any guys that are listening and they're suffering from, you know, a lack of libido, mm-hmm. some things to think about. Number one, uh, is to have your testosterone checked. Um, it's a weird, um, it's not really weird. It's a pretty documented thing, uh, especially for guys as they get older. Um, you know, your testosterone wanes as you get older, um, especially if you live a more sedentary lifestyle, right? You're going to find that you have a lower testosterone level and that can definitely lead to a lower desire, um, for sex. Um, so, Definitely talk to your doctor if you are, you know, you got that privilege where you can actually go see a primary care doctor um, and, you know, get a blood test and have your testosterone checked. Um, That could be something that could be, I won't say easily managed, but it's something that you could work on um, with your doctor um, to figure out, you know, how do you get your testosterone back up? And then the other one, and, you know, this particularly hits home for me as a overweight guy. you know, getting yourself back into some level of fitness, physical fitness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can go a long way towards um, increasing your increasing your libido, um, guys. So you know, don't have those unforced errors, right? So that's an easy one. <laughs> if you can go to the doctor, get your testosterone checked, and find out that oh, you know, your T levels are low. So you know, you can start working on that. And then if you are an overweight guy. Maybe you need to get up and move a little bit more uh, to help yourself. Um, you know, and there's all kinds of other things. Like one uh, particular um, um, husband, you know, he was taking medication for depression. And the side effects of a lot of those medications can lead to, you know, lower libido. Um, you know, and so you might have to talk to your doctor about changing whatever meds you're taking, looking at the different things you're putting in your body, looking at the types of food you're eating. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. Um, So I just wanted to throw that out there because that seems to be a growing thing. 
um, in terms of our discussions in the group amongst mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, folks who counsel, right? They're, they're running into that particular conversation a, a whole lot more um, than we did in the past. So, mm-hmm. um, guys, get yourself checked. Know Absolutely. thyself. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything else, man? No. No? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just say thank you guys uh, for jumping in with us as we uh, just grabbed a recorder and just started going again. Um, I'm sure that we'll be back soon. Things are really super chaotic. Um, you know, the I'm just kind of getting over some ailments here, which had me laid up and then this mm-hmm. whole house thing and all of that has kind of sapped our uh, energy in terms of recording. But don't think that we aren't preparing for that moment when we've got a ton <laughs> of time and energy to uh, record uh, you know, two or three episodes and then get you get back into a regular rotation. So uh, we appreciate it. Okay. And uh, remember, this is Life in the Clouds. I'm Carlton and this is Pedro. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are sold for free because we don't charge you for these uh, these nuggets. Um, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be great. Um, and also anywhere else that you're watching your podcast, if they give you the opportunity to leave a review or, you know, give some stars or a thumbs up, don't hesitate to hit that button, uh, because it helps us to get a little more exposure. It's funny. I'm, we're seeing more traction, um, on the podcast, which is always good. Uh, I like Mm -hmm. seeing people are listening. Um, definitely would love to hear from you guys on things, more topics for us to discuss, I feel like we're constantly talking about communication, All um, the time. but it we're would constantly be constantly talking on a podcast. Yeah, oh, constantly no. talking <laughs> on an audio podcast. Um, but it would be nice if you guys have some specific questions that we can uh, kind of dive into. That would be great. Um, also thinking about doing some interviews, um, mm. which would be nice. Sure. Maybe we can find some couples that might want to jump in and, uh, you know, just kind of talk about marriage and family. That would be pretty cool. So thanks a lot. Feedback at lifeinthecloudspod.com. Feedback at lifeinthecloudspod.com. This has been Carlton and Deidre. Have a great night.